Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Rufus who loved writing stories. Little Rufus dreamed of being a writer, so he stood in English literature. Don't tell him that he shit does, he might fight you. Even though it's true, even though he is second worst writer in the world. Second worst writer in the world. Second worst writer in the world. The second worst writer in Stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and my hydrochloride-loving, brick-wearing, plant-person of a friend. Hello, everybody. It's me, <laughs> Howard Long. I'm a plant-person. <laughs> Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for patronising this show. And thanks to you for listening to this show. <sighs> Now, what's happened in this uh, story so far is there's some evil alien space women mm. called the Aranthrans. Although they're not just women, because there's also men and scientist men and guard men. There's actually a lot of men, right? There are. <laughs> in, this, in this race of evil women, there's an enormous number of men. But they're not allowed real names. Yes, they're called Man 1 and Scientist A and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And they have landed on Earth and started pretending to be a TV station for reasons <laughs> we're not entirely clear on. Mm. But also, they're murdering people by sending a Blu-ray out that makes your toaster come to life and attack you. Yeah. Fortunately, Doctor Who just happens to be there because he's come to Earth to do a bit of shopping, <laughs> do a bit of shopping, yeah. go to the cinema and have a nap at a policeman's <laughs> house. That's, that's what all, he's All for. standard um, Doctor Who fare. <laughs> yeah. He's got his companion John with him. Oh, yeah. Doctor Who. And he, she is... Um... <laughs> Is helping out, doing their best to uh, yeah. to help out, and they they get in, they see that something's going on. They see it on TV mm. while John's watching the racing at Silverstone. <laughs> sees, <laughs> sees it on TV, and so they run down to wherever it's happening to investigate, and they get involved. Um, and then Doctor Who, eventually Doctor Who went to a Ranthran TV. He worked it out because he was like, wait a minute, a Ranthran TV, <laughs> but there's a, a race of evil space women who are famous for using blue beams to make hair dryers come to life <laughs> called the Aranthrans. I'd better go and investigate, OK? Could be a coincidence, of course, but I'd better check it out. <laughs> yeah. mm. So he went down to Aranthran TV, got shot yeah. <laughs> several times, yeah, but we... didn't die because he's magic. Do different, different weapons. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bow yeah. and arrow. <laughs> He caught a cannonball <laughs> yeah. in his mouth and <laughs> nuclear missile. Yeah, yeah. Got that in spat his, it out. Got that in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> but then they kind of they didn't kill him, but they did capture him, and they put him in a cell. But he got out and went to Plant Zone. <laughs> Um, and that's pretty after he escaped Plant Zone. That's pretty much the last thing we saw of Doctor Who. That's, mm. what, that's where we left him. Well, that's not true, is it? The, the last we saw of him, he was bumming Jamie to repopulate the Earth. But <laughs> that's that's not canon. Yeah, that's not that's, that's not, non-canon. That yeah. was just that was just our our mm. conversation where we thought of how it could end. Yes. But I've written a, a true um, ending, a uh, a different version. So th- yeah, and the last we saw of um, Jamie and PC Wilkinson, they were going to John. <laughs> Sorry, John. And PC Wilkinson, they were going to a Ranthran TV to investigate, and mm-hmm. I have included like because it because it quit halfway through a scene, yeah. I've included that scene. So I've I've picked up just a just jumping back a little bit, jumping, just jumping back a little bit, like a bit of jumping, <laughs> jumping. Uh, in a way that the TV show might do. Like you get a cliffhanger, and then the next show 
like repeats the the ending of the last one, right? To, before you get the cliffhanger re- resolution. Yes. Let's get started, shall we? Yes, please. We see the outside of a Ranthran satellite TV. Hmm. We see John and PC Andrew Wilkinson. <laughs> they are apologising to each other for some reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop saying you're sorry. But I am sorry. There's no reason to keep saying you're sorry. But I am feeling terribly sorry. I'll make you fucking sorry in a minute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, you're almost not human sometimes. Ooh. PC Wilkinson looks guiltily from side to side. <laughs> <laughs> Either because he's secretly not human or because he's confused as to why John thinks that saying sorry is a uniquely unhuman <laughs> thing to do. Like, if you step on John's foot and then say sorry, he's all like, back to space with you, alien freak. <laughs> Uh, yes, well, I was even worse as a human child. <laughs> yeah, <very laughs> when good. I was playing human games yeah. like Space and Ladders. <laughs> uh... Did you say Space and Ladders? <laughs> uh, no. That's good enough for me. <laughs> John is satisfied that PC Wilkinson is human after all, (laughs) even though he has got tentacles coming out from under his helmet. (laughs) Uh, So John says, let's go into this TV station that Doctor Who said was full of evil women then, shall we? (laughs) But what if our wills are not strong enough? You worry about your own will. I've been practising with mine. (laughs) We can see from the look on John's face that he is talking about wanking. (laughs) (laughs) We see John and PC Wilkinson enter the building. Mm. We see the inside of the building. (laughs) We see walls and a floor. There is a new female secretary at the desk. Mm. We see her. (laughs) She is Lady Croyd. She sees the two enter and sees the policeman. We see her see him. We see her give him a menacing look, or possibly an evil stare. Yes. Man Seven! How dare you return here, Man Seven? I, Lady Croyd, told you that if you came back, I'd croyd you to death with my croyd stick. Prepare to be croided! Hang on a burger flipping second. So... You intended to croyd in here and croyd your evil vengeance on the Aranthrans, including me, Lady Croyd, did you? I'll give you a right croiding. I'll stick a sharpened croyd right up your croyd hole and make your hemacroids fall out. You hear me? Your hemacroids. <laughs> but I've brought a prisoner. PC Wilkinson, or Man 7, mm. or PC Wilkin 7, mm. grabs John, who struggles so much it becomes unclear whether she stroke he is male <laughs> or female. <laughs> Why is she stroke he a prisoner, Man 7? 
she, stroke he, is a friend of the Doctor Who. And that Doctor Who is a right flipping alien and likely to start getting all up inside our grills if we don't take care of him quick and proper. Congratulations, Man 7. You have done very well in capturing this beskirted human thing. I expect Lady Amantha will forgive you for whatever it was you did. I sat on her pet duck. What? I found a duck. That was her favourite duck as well. But then I told her that Man 6 had sat on it. <laughs> I thought... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she'd believe me because it was an acceptable story. It is. But she got so upset she had me exiled from a Ranthran society and then she murdered the two scientists who were standing next to me. <laughs> And then she murdered the two scientists who were standing next to me, even though they hadn't said or done anything. <laughs> Wilco, you traitor. I can't believe you pretended to be a policeman and gave us a place to stay and helped us with our investigation. <laughs> just so you could... Um, what was your plan, in fact? I was just winging it, making it up as I went along. I was planning is for sissies. <laughs> Wilco, don't use such regressive language, you misogynistic bumbag. <laughs> These monkey forms are highly troublesome and opinionated. Man 7, please convert her stroke him into a state of compliance <laughs> thanks to minimal brain activity due to unconsciousness. <laughs> Classic line. PC Wilkinson smashes John's head against the wall 33 times <laughs> and John's body goes limp due to it being dead. <laughs> Man 7, what I, <laughs> what I meant when I asked you to convert her stroke him into a state of compliance thanks to minimal brain activity due to unconsciousness mm -hmm. was for you to maybe inject her with something. <laughs> like what? I don't know, what makes humans unconscious? Smashing their heads against a wall. No, that killed him. Look, <laughs> I wanted you to stun him, not murder him. Oh, sorry, he grins. <laughs> We see Plant Zone. Mm. All the plants are dead because Doctor Who cut off their CO2 supply for about a minute. <laughs> On the floor, near a particularly dead plant, mm. we see Doctor Who, curled up and having a nap. <laughs> no, not like that, John. Rub it gently. We see that Doctor Who is talking in his sleep. Mm. Yes, use the margarine on it. I like it rubbed with margarine. <laughs> PC Wilkinson enters plant zone with John's lifeless corpse thrown over his shoulder. Mm. Hello, hello, hello. What are you doing sleeping in plant zone, Doctor Who? <laughs> Put it in your mouth, John. What? Where am I? Who am I? Do you get it? Mm. Who am I? I'm Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure your name's Doctor Who? <laughs> A lot of nerds on the internet <laughs> insist that your name is The Doctor. Oh, yeah, sure. My name is The Doctor. Oh, hi, PC Wilkin idiot. My name's The Doctor, but my friends call me The. <laughs> Doctor Who notices John's corpse over PC Wilkinson's shoulder. We see him notice this. Mm. What the shit happened to my girlfriend, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he is a girl, you know. <laughs> He's got a skirt on, hasn't he? <laughs> 
Now, now tell me what you did to convert her stroke him <laughs> into a state of compliance. Yeah. Thanks to minimal brain activity due to unconsciousness. Yeah. I bashed his noggin against the wall 33 times. D- uh, um, by accident. Hmm. Is he safe? Is he all right? <laughs> no, he's completely dead. Yeah. We see PC Wilkinson drop John's corpse on the ground with an unpleasant splat. Mm. What? I can't have a dead girlfriend. I can't go on dates with a dead person. I'm not Bruce Willis's wife. <laughs> uh, perhaps you could get a new girlfriend. Perhaps even one who is... Actually, a girl. Mm. I don't have time for that. I've got some very important Doctor Whoing to do. I'd better bring John back to life. Yes. We see Doctor Who take out his sonic screwdriver and put it on setting 3592, bring John back to life <laughs> setting. <laughs> he points it at John's head and it goes wibble. <laughs> that should do the trick. We see John raise his head and look at the Doctor Who. Young man, I demand to see the president of this corporation. She has a lot of explaining to do. What's happened to him? He sounds different. Mm. Don't play the innocent with me. I came to your offices to complain about something or other, and you had me murdered with a cassette player. My own precious Philips roller that I got free <laughs> off of cereal. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me check this out. We see the doctor inspect his sonic screwdriver. Oh, shit, this is on setting 3593. <gasps> Bring Sir John Caulfield back to life. Oh, no. My mistake. Yeah. Doctor Who puts his fucking screwdriver on the right setting and wibbles it at John's head. <laughs> oh, Doctor yeah. Who. PC Andrew Wilkinson murdered me. <laughs> PC Andrew Wilkinson murdered me. He's an Aranthran in disguise. <sighs> what? Oh, shit. Um, I mean... I know that. I've known all along. (laughs) Why did you trust him then? Why did we go for a nap at his house? Why did you leave me with him so he could murder me? (laughs) It was all part of my cunning plan to get information or something. We can tell that Doctor Who is lying to cover for the fact that he definitely didn't know. We can also tell that Doctor Who is about to do a big speech to cover for his stupidity. (laughs) I know more shit than you can ever dream of, John. I have gazed into the quantum black hole nebula singularity at the heart of the universe. My brain is so massive, it barely fits inside my TARDIS. (laughs) On Gallifrey, I won the pub quiz every Wednesday, even though I was on a team with Thicky Dave McPlankface, (laughs) who had his brain removed when he was a child and replaced with a cucumber. (laughs) He's got a fucking cucumber for a brain. You think he knows the answer to tricky quiz questions? Do you think... Thicky Dave can answer a question like, what do you call a big fucking metal thing with a gun stick that shouts exterminate and kills you? Do you want to know the answer? It was Keith. I call him Keith. He's my Dalek pen pal. I write to him and tell him what I did on my holidays. And then he writes to me and says exterminate over and over again. We see that Doctor Who has successfully distracted them from the fact that he didn't know something. Right, that's enough yapping. You two are my prisoners, and I'm taking you to Lady Amantha to get your heads murdered off. Hmm. PC Wilkinson takes a gun-like object from his pocket. (laughs) Then he pushes Doctor Who and John towards the door-like hole in the wall-like construction. 
they all walk away using their leg-like appendages. So, PC Wilkinson turned out to be an Aranthran in disguise as a regular man. Uh, or as a policeman, yeah. and he has captured John. Well, he murdered John, but then Doctor Who brought John back to life. Brilliant. And so now he has John and Doctor Who at gunpoint, or gun-like object point, if mm-hmm. you prefer, and he's taking them to see Lady Amantha. Ooh. We see Lady Amantha sitting on a throne or something. Scantily clad men are feeding her grapes. Yeah. Oi, scantily clad men, stop feeding my grapes. Grapes don't (laughs) eat, you simple-minded himbills. The men stop feeding her grapes and instead stop feeding grapes to her. We see PC Wilkinson walk in with Doctor Who and John. Hello, 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 Lady Amantha. It's me, Man Seven, your favourite man. I brought you some prisoners. Mm. Man Seven, you're not my favourite man. You shat on my pet duck. I'll never forgive you for flattening pure Quentin Quackerson the Third. <laughs> I brought prisoners to say sorry. I murdered this one, but he came back to life. Mm-hmm. And this is the famous Doctor Who, mm. a Time Lord who literally never fails to stop alien invasions, <laughs> especially on Earth. <laughs> You brought me two men. A man brought me two more men. I'm surrounded by men. And they're all thick as pig bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) But you, Man Seven, you are the stupidest of the lot. You're incompetent, you're over-emotional, and I bet you're rubbish at parallel parking. (laughs) Yes. uh, I'm trying to uh, match young Howard's amazing feminism by, you know... By, by doing that. <laughs> yeah, you succeeded. <laughs> I'll have you know, I can get my police car into a very small hole. Can you now? Oh, well, in mm. that case, I think I'll give you a promotion. <laughs> really? Uh. Brackets surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll promote you to being dead. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that a promotion? Because a dead man is much better than a living man. I'm sure you'll agree. Now, talking of dead men, why don't you do one decent thing with your useless life and render these two masculine life forms into a non-alive state? Wait, don't you want to tell us your evil plan first? It is traditional, you know. Oh, yes, I do enjoy hearing the sound of me own voice. Put your gun away, Man Seven, unless you want to use it to shoot yourself. We see PC Wilkinson looking emasculated. <laughs> <laughs> now, you probably know that we had to leave the planet Aranthra, or whatever it was called, <laughs> because... <laughs> I feel like it was called more than one thing in the, in the script. Because... It ran out of power. Mm. How does a planet run out of power? Hey, John, why don't you shut your fucking mouth, okay? (laughs) The grown-ups are talking. (laughs) You see, once upon a time, Planet Aranthra gave us all the energy we needed because it was full of the most powerful substance in the universe. (gasps) You probably haven't heard of it. It's very rare. A substance called... 
Ballerinium. Yes, I knew, I knew. Oh, shit. <laughs> but one day, uh, our scientists invented a new device that used so much power, it completely depleted our ballerinium supplies. Oh, no. What device was that, Lady Amantha Who? <laughs> <laughs> we killed it. The beauty bag. <laughs> yeah. Our beauty bags used so much energy that soon we had no ballerinium left and we had to go looking for more. Mm. You see, we knew ballerinium can only grow in a planet with the right mixture of oxygen, hydrogen and argon in its <laughs> atmosphere and with not too much damage to its space entrail layer. <laughs> So, we flew off in our spaceship to find one. This is brilliant. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. And uh, today I saw a book on Amazon called that that made me laugh and I thought it should win the title for the funniest title of a book ever and it was called The Science of Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, because we make a lot of... like We mock you and your mm. science a lot, but it's no worse than no. regular Doctor Who science, <laughs> is it? <laughs> It's the I mean, it would fit in quite well. OK, let me tell you about the, all the types of gravity, OK? It's like, that would fit in the show. Yeah. Um, so, we flew off in our spaceship to find one. Mm. You're going to drill out the ballerinium. It's TARDIS's five all over again. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't need to drill it out. We're just going to plug our spaceship into the planet Earth and use it like an enormous battery. Mm. We'll shuck all the power out and murder all the humans and the dolphins and the monkey films <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> Doctor Who? <laughs> Brilliant. Doctor Who, what can we do to stop these evil women? You know, this reminds me of the time a gold Cyberman tried to drill the ballerinium out of the Earth so that he could have the universe. It was very scary. Do you know who stopped him? <laughs> you? Not just me, also me. <laughs> me and me teamed up. I'll tell you this, I was fucking awesome, but I was an idiot. While I was doing all the work, I was just sitting in a chair or playing computer games. I was useless. Seriously, I couldn't have saved me if I was trapped in a paper bag and I had a pair of fucking scissors. <laughs> Man, Shevin, would you please murder these two now? I'm bloody sick of them. And once I kill them, you'll... Allow me to rejoin Aranthran society. Mm. As it appears, you'll have to start back down at the bottom, though. What with you being so rubbish, <laughs> I'll change your name from Man Seven to Man A Million. <laughs> what? It'll take me centuries to work my way back up to Man Seven. No. I don't think that will do at all. Mm. We see PC Wilkinson turn his gun-like object on mm. Lady Amantha. Wow. Man a million, what are you doing with that gun-like object? My name is not Man a Million. My name is PC Andrew Wilkinson. <laughs> what do you mean? Mm. I'm switching sides. <laughs> I've decided I like being a human. I'm going to help Doctor Who and John defeat the Aranthrans. Go, Wilco! <laughs> Come on, PC Andrew Wilkinson, and you, John. We need to find a way off this ship and back to Earth to fetch my TARDIS. <laughs> so, PC Wilkinson has betrayed his own people. Mm. 
and decided to be a human and work with Doctor Who and John to defeat the Aranthrans. We see Doctor Who, John and PC Wilkinson walking along some corridors for ten seconds. <laughs> they try some doors, but they are all locked. Or maybe they don't know the password, brackets, it is Humpty Flipty's lid. <laughs> Eventually, they find an unlocked door and go through. We see that room where those two scientists were messing about with the TARDIS earlier. Mm. Footnote, they are both dead now. Mm. <laughs> hey, look, a blowtorch. I've always wanted my own blowtorch. Now I can melt things. I like melting. We see Doctor Who pick up the blowtorch. We remember from earlier that this is actually his TARDIS. Yes, it is. It won't fit in my pocket. Ah, well, I'll just have to live without melting. The Doctor puts the blowtorch down and turns his back on it. We see the blowtorch blur and turn into a bag of jelly babies. <laughs> hey, look, a bag of jelly babies. I like jelly babies. We see the Doctor pick up the jelly babies and look inside. Someone has eaten all the red ones. Red babies are my favourite. The Doctor drops the bag of jelly babies on the floor. They blur and turn into Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Doctor Who. Fucking brilliant. I fucking love meeting me. Oh, hi, me. How am I doing today? <laughs> oh, you are fucking killing it. I went to a fucking cafe earlier with all my brilliant companions. I've got, like, ten of them. And I had a fucking egg butty. And you really enjoyed it. How nice for me. OK, bye-bye, me. See you later, Doctor Who. We see Jodie Whittaker blur and transform into a small object. The object Ooh. looks like nothing more than a battery tester <laughs> with a handle and a button which causes the battery to be crimped. <laughs> but actually, if the button is pressed, it doesn't crimp a battery. Something else happens. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> Dear BBC. <laughs> I have got a battery tester. You can use it if you want. It's brilliant. Uh... Hey, Doctor Who, I think you dropped your battery tester. <laughs> what? No, I've got my battery tester right here. Shows John his weird battery tester. <laughs> ah, well, I guess you can never have too many battery testers. Picks up the weird battery tester. I mean, <laughs> what if I've got two batteries that need to be gripped? <laughs> I mean, what if I've got two batteries that need to be gripped at the same time? Puts both yeah. battery testers in his coat pockets. I thought you said it didn't grip a battery. I thought you said something else happened. Shut up, John. Okay, you two. Okay, you two. This room is pointless. Let's try some more doors. We see Doctor Who, John, and PC Wilkinson walking down corridors and going indoors. This should last for about ten minutes. <laughs> Longer if the episode is running short. <laughs> Eventually, we see the trio enter a room full of high shelving units upon which are lined hundreds and hundreds of small bags. Ooh. Hello, hello, hello. It's the booty bag storage room. Look at all those booty bags. Look, they're all labelled. Type A, type B, type... Uh, 
See? Yes. All right, John. We get the idea. Bracket sarcastic. <laughs> what do they all do? Well, we know what the Type A booty bag does. It emits a green glow that makes people lose their feet and then die. <laughs> what about the others? I can help with that. Mm. I used to work in the booty bag department. <laughs> the Type A booty bag kills you. The Type B booty bag gives you an unpleasant rash. The Type C booty bag makes you think you're a penguin, so you start waddling around and saying quack. <laughs> the Type D booty bag makes all your hair fall out. The Type E booty bag makes your hair fall back in again. <laughs> the Type F booty bag contains a gorilla which comes out and murders you and stuffs you up a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, PC Andrew Wilkinson, can you find us a Type T booty bag? That one has a transmat beam inside. <sighs> of course I can, they're just over here, look. How do you know so much about Arantran booty bags, Doctor Who? <laughs> it's a bit of a long story. Here, let me show you. Ooh. We see Doctor Who do a Vulcan mind meld with John. <laughs> and the screen wobbles as we go into a flashback. <laughs> All right, so... Doctor Who, John and PC Wilkinson are in the booty bag room Ooh. talking about what types of booty bags there are and uh, Doctor Who demonstrated a bit more knowledge than John was expecting about Aranthram booty bags so John asked him <laughs> how he knows so much about them and Doctor Who shared a flashback with him so now we're going to see Doctor Who's flashback. You ready? Mm -hmm. We see an alien craft drifting through space. We move closer and closer up to a viewing screen and into the spaceship we see about four extremely human-looking beings, <laughs> all working at computer consoles. They are the Aranthrans. They have an evil stare. <laughs> Planet located. Correct oxygen, hydrogen and argon in atmosphere. <laughs> Damage to space entrail layer, but nothing that cannot be repaired. <laughs> What's a space entrail layer? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to sound cool. <laughs> well, don't do it again. Are there any intelligent life forms on this planet? <laughs> Three main intelligent life forms. Number one, dolphins. Massive rubbery fish that like swimming around and going squawk. <laughs> uh... Number two, monkey forms. <laughs> Apes. Chimps, gorillas, ducks, <laughs> all live in trees and eat bananas. <laughs> They've got loads of bananas. I keep them in banana room care. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should get myself a pet duck so I can feed it bananas. Mm. What's the third intelligent life form? Human beings. They look like us, but they can fly. <laughs> 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 that's basically what he said. That's basically what the computer said. They look like us, but they can fly. They don't have an evil stare, but they will roll their eyes at you disapprovingly. Some of them are really fucking stupid, but others did manage to create cars, which is more than the fucking dolphins managed. <laughs> yep. Are these humans dangerous? Very. They have guns and tanks and nuclear weapons. And they have a habit of choosing the dumbest members of their race to be in charge of the nuclear weapons. 
They'll probably try and stop us from stealing their planet. Mm. They must be annihilated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are not armed, therefore I shall compute a logical plan. <laughs> there is some whirring and ticking from the computer. OK, done it. <laughs> you should use... <laughs> You should use a Type G booty bag on them. Type G? The genocide bag. Mm. It will wipe out all life on Earth. Good. Get on with it straight away. We see the computer expel a massive booty bag from the airlock. Mm -hmm. We see all life on Earth perish. We zoom in on the empty barren landscape, on the piles of bodies and dead pigeons on buildings which are on fire for no reason except that it creates the right atmosphere. As the camera zooms around the dead planet, we see two figures in the distance who are not dead. As we get closer, we see that one of them is Doctor Who and that he is bumming his companion, John. Come on, John, we've got to repopulate the Earth. The only way to restart the human race is by using my magic Time Lord penis to make you pregnant and then all the babies will come out and start getting jobs. Come on, John, why isn't it working? After Doctor Who has bummed John for about ten minutes, he stops to take a breather. Fucking craggy, John. Why aren't you pregnant yet, you useless past idiot? I don't know, Doctor Who. I'm really trying to be pregnant. <laughs> well, you are a failure. I'm feeling a bit unwell, Doctor Who. Mm. We see John wobble a bit, then fall over, dead. <gasps> oh no, John is dead. The effects of that Type G booty bag must still be in the atmosphere. Now I'll never save the human race. Oh, shame, shame. If only I could go back in time and have another chance. <laughs> we see the Doctor remember that he has a time machine. <laughs> oh, shit. Doctor Who gets in his TARDIS machine and goes back in time. Warp, warp. <laughs> We see the Aranthran spaceship. There are lots of Aranthrans in here. <laughs> the TARDIS arrives and out come Doctor Who. <laughs> he is in disguise, wearing dark glasses and a pink hat. Uh, hey, look everyone, it's me, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, damn, not Doctor Who. My name is Man 13. Hi, it's me, Man 13, coming out of my TARDIS. <laughs> Can you tell me where Lady Amantha is? We see Lady Amantha emerge from a door. She looks annoyed. She has an evil stare. Mm. You's making all that noise. Hello, Lady Amantha, it's me, Doctor Who. <laughs> no, no, I mean, Man 13. What do you want, Man 13? Hmm. I've got some bad news from Man 7 in the booty bag department. <laughs> I don't like bad news. I might have to murder the person standing next to you. <laughs> Lady Amantha waves at a guard who arrests the man standing next to Doctor Who and takes him to Execution Room K. <laughs> now, what's going on with the beauty bags? The Type-G booty bags are not working properly. Apparently, if you use one, it will destroy the whole universe, including us Aranthrans, which I am definitely one of, because I am not Doctor Who, and not from the planet Gallifrey, so don't use the Type-G booty bag, OK? Mm -hmm. Very well. To be honest, the whole genocide bag was a bit too easy anyway. There was no challenge. 
I've been thinking of setting up a blue beam <laughs> that makes hairdryers come to life and kill people instead. <laughs> we see the screen wobble as Doctor Who's flashback ends. <laughs> We see the booty bag storage room back in the present. The Doctor, John and PC Wilkinson are in here. How many times have I died on this adventure, Doctor Who? Only like ten, which is less than usual. <laughs> How did you bring me back after you bummed me to death? <laughs> I didn't bum you to death, John. You died from the genocide bag, probably. <laughs> then I went back in time and got you before that happened. Or maybe I got a different version of you from a branch of the multiverse. I don't really understand this time travel shit. It makes no fucking <laughs> sense, okay? PC Wilkinson holds up a booty bag. I found the teleportation booty bag. Look, a Type T booty bag. Good. Then we can get back to Earth and collect my TARDIS. If I can remember where I parked it. Maybe it was a bad idea to fix that chameleon circuit. Mm, it is, isn't it? Maybe I can be of help there, Doctor Who. You need one of these. We see PC Andrew Wilkinson hold up another booty bag. It is a TARDIS-locating booty bag. <laughs> then it's probably called a Type 40 booty bag. Yes, I did a Doctor Who joke for nerds! <laughs> We see that Rufus was not sure if he got this joke right and had to Google it to check. <laughs> we see that it was probably not worth the effort, but maybe one person will enjoy it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's have a look at this TARDIS-locating booty bag. Yes, OK, mmm. Hey, why is it pointing in two directions at the same time? Perhaps there's two TARDISes on board. Yes. Don't be ridiculous, John. What do you think? Like, everyone's got a TARDIS now? Like, there's just TARDISes lying around all over the place waiting to be detected by a booty bag? <laughs> well, why is it pointing in two directions, then? Wait a minute. One of these two arrows is pointing in the direction of my penis. <laughs> I've got a TARDIS penis. That explains why it's so small on the outside. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, now we know where my TARDIS penis is, let's follow the other arrow to find my actual TARDIS. Now, let's, now we know where my TARDIS penis is, let's get inside. <laughs> we see the Doctor hold the booty bag out in front of him, then begin walking while staring at it and saying, okay, this way, left a bit, right a bit, and so on. After about ten minutes of this, <laughs> they turn a corner and find themselves face to face with a Dalek. Oh, crap in heck, Doctor Who. It's a fucking Dalek. The Doctor Who theme tune starts playing and everyone has to wait until next week to find out whether <laughs> Doctor Who will get murdered by a Dalek unless they subscribe to us on Patreon where they can get it right now. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so we sat on to every night But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. With me! Doctor Who Siege Special. 
Siege. And it's very special this week, isn't it? Oh, it's, oh <laughs> yes, it's so special. Because yes. not only is it a rare occasion of me writing Doctor Who, and I think we can all agree, really <laughs> capturing the essence of the show. Yeah, nailed it. But also, this is the week we're having the quiz. Ooh. Right? The much lauded, much talked about, worst writer in the world Doctor Who quiz. Yes. Siege quiz probably is better because it's not about Doctor Who. <laughs> so if you'd like to enter, all you've got to do is send us the answers to these five questions Ooh. to our email address, which is manbycow at gmail.com. And if that's not clear how you spell it, you can go to our website to find out. And our website is <laughs> manbycow.com. <laughs> Right. Anyway, now we've made that super clear, <laughs> let's do the questions. Howard, over to you for our five siege questions. What's number one? What type of booty bag does the receptionist stroke secretary give to Hayley? What type of booty mm, bag question. does the I'll receptionist give her a booty bag? Hayley? Yes. But what type shall I give her? <laughs> Answers on a postcard. Doesn't have to be a post. Don't, don't try and send postcards to our email address. <laughs> so number two. What is PC Wilkinson's first name? <laughs> I, almost Ooh, said, I almost said that. <laughs> I almost said, what is PC John Wilkinson's first name? <laughs> <laughs> and we want, we want, a co- that one needs to be according to the script mm. because we may have called him several things, but according to Howard, young Howard's script, what is, oh, hello, hello, what, what is my first name if you don't want to go around calling me PC? I mean, first name is, well, his first name is Mané, actually, isn't it? Because he's not... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. What is the first name of the identity PC Wilkinson? Mm. What goes between PC and Wilkinson? Good, yes. <laughs> right. Next question, please. Question three. Three, 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 three. Um... Where, <laughs> where, do... yeah. where do you find plants on the Aranthran spaceship? Whereabouts wow, would you one. find plants? Would you find them that's, on the that's... bridge, maybe? <laughs> That's going to be the question that really stumps a lot of our be, listeners, yeah. I think, and that might be the that might be the one that makes a difference between who wins and who is a massive loser, mm-hmm. because that is a difficult question. Where do you find plants? <laughs> wow. Next question, please. What is the name of the new female Aranthran secretary, stroke receptionist? No, oh, crikey, that's a. That's a real difficult question, Doctor yes. Who. Yes, that's <laughs> right. right. Well, she gets replaced, and uh, who is her replacement? I wonder what could her name be. And what's the final question, Howard? The final question of the quiz uh, is: drum roll, please. Biddly, 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 paching. Um, we couldn't afford. <laughs> couldn't afford. Some... We couldn't afford talent. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we couldn't afford talent. So you've just got us going biddly, biddly again. Paching. Um, question five. <laughs> what does Doctor Who's weird battery tester not grip? What does Doctor Who's weird battery tester not grip? Yeah. It's a difficult one. Yeah, right? if you, and don't get confused and accidentally tell us what it does grip. <laughs> All right? We want to uh, we want to know. What it doesn't grip. And one final reminder, all of these questions should be about young Howard's script. Don't get confused by old Rufus's messing about. And put your answers in an email to manbycow at gmail.com. And Howard, what is the prize for the randomly selected winner of the out of the people who get all five questions right? Biddly, 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 biddly,
<laughs> Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks by John Peel. A near mint copy with only slightly tanned inner covers. Such a rarity. Oh, wow. Famously, it really? this book um, uh, has a kind of brittle cover and often they kind of crumble. Um, so to find yeah. one with a entirely white inner cover is, uh, is is very rare. This is slightly tanned, oh, wow. so it's not no, it's not perfect. So what you're telling me, what you're telling me is that's a good prize. Yes, not prize. as it might sound at first hearing, <laughs> a really rubbish one. <laughs> yeah, Doctor no, not at all. To like the uninitiated, like me, people who don't know anything about Doctor Who paraphernalia. Yeah, uh, it seems quite rubbish, <laughs> like an old Doctor Who book. Mm. But you're telling me it's rare, it's valuable, it's you know, it's a real exciting thing for Doctor Who fans. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose they could get excited <laughs> by it. I mean, it's got lovely artwork on it as well by um, Alistair Pearson, so that's a that's a bonus, okay. that's a boon, isn't it? Stick it on your wall. Don't read it. Stick it on your wall. Tear, frame, tear stick it that on your wall. cover off and frame it. And throw <laughs> throw the boring book in the bin. You'll also get like some other art prints and some badges. We'll throw those in for you. Oh yeah, yeah. You made a bit of a boot. You made a bit of a booty bag, didn't you? Yes, that's right. You made, you made a bit of a type siege booty bag. <laughs> a type siege booty bag. Yes. Okay, and don't forget. If you join our secret gang for as little as $2 a month before, I don't know, let's say this coming Thursday when mm. we're likely to record it, yep. you will hear us, uh, well, I say us, but actually it's going to be Doctor Who and Doctor Who Hello. getting together in a multi-doctor yes. story. Hello, it is me, Doctor oh, Who too. And it is me, Doctor <laughs> Who too too. <laughs> yes. And yes, so Doctor Who and Doctor Who will shout you out. We will list all of the wonderful people. Uh, who have signed up and are still signed up to the secret gang yes. and say bye-bye to them. So thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye, Milk. Bye-bye, Milk. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.